Welcome to the Ecom Wiz Podcast, a podcast that helps Amazon sellers to dominate the marketplace. And I do mean dominate. Dominate. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon influencers in the industry. This is the Ecom Wiz Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Rob Stanley with the Ecom Wiz Podcast. Welcome to season two. 2020, our first episode of 2020. I've got a special guest, Sam Hagar. He is with Dash Applications, specifically on the Amazon side. So, and today we're going to be uh, talking about how to help out Amazon agencies succeed and, and all the applications and different tools that Dash Application has that can really help you succeed in the Amazon world. Sam, thanks for being on our podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks for having me, man. So we're going to dive right in. We're going to dive right in and start talking about how Dash Applications helps Amazon sellers. Uh, let's start with what's your best either service or tool you guys are currently offering and what does it do and how will it help people out? Sure. Uh, so the first thing that we're actually going to launch with uh, in our beta uh, to the public in Q1 of 2020 is our Dash data subscription. Uh, when we were on the agency side of things, Rob, which I, I think we'll get into a little bit later, uh, yeah. we realized that it was really, really difficult to build scalable reporting from the agency side. So you were often really prisoner to downloading and exporting manual reports and then building a you know reporting stack on top of that, and it constantly broke. I mean, that was uh, hours upon countless hours of time that we spent uh, every single month to just to prepare reporting for our clients. So um, through Dash, we've actually built basically a plug and play database for your Amazon advertising data. And so what that enables you to do is basically plug in any reporting platform or BI tool, Google Data Studio, Tableau, Power BI, whatever it may be, um, and actually tap into your Amazon advertising data that's number one, updated every single day continuously, uh, refresh for the last 60 days so that you catch all the restatements, as well as with some unique tables that we've actually created uh, because we were finding that we were analyzing the data in a specific way that we needed available in our reporting. So it's, you know, really what we're trying to solve is just giving agencies the ability to stand up reporting really quickly and then also bring that Amazon advertising data in in a scalable way to combine it with omni-channel reporting as well as with your, you know, business reporting and operations reporting for Amazon. And so that's what we're launching with in 2020. Uh, with that, we also have a platform that basically if you're not super technically, you know, skilled or you don't have that data science person in, in the in-house that can write those SQL queries to go really get you know, the data extracted from your database, we actually have what we call data dash data master. And that's, that's just a GUI for your data. And it enables you to go down to the very bottom of your data stack, uh, you know, search terms, ASINs, uh, campaigns, ad groups, whatever you need to slice and dice, and actually be able to see that in real time uh, without having to go write queries. And so that's, that's one part of the dash Amazon platform uh, that connects directly to your dash database. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's, uh, let's go into some specific examples. I, I don't mean to put you on spot, but I'm going to. So yeah, obviously you don't need to mention any uh, company names or anything, but give us some examples. Like what can people expect using you guys versus just doing the reports directly from Amazon? Like oh. we were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, really the, the landscape right now is that you have a couple companies out there that are going to have connectors, you know, to the Amazon data. Um, you know, or you're forced to, like we said, export those reports manually. And so the difference is, is when you 
have a manual data source that you're maintaining, you're spending countless hours and your people, your team are, you know, spending hours to maintain that data source, whether it's sitting in Excel or maybe even an access database or whatever it may be, they have to literally go into the platform for every single one of your clients, download that report and actually maintain that database, you know, that data source every time you want to update reporting or even analyze your information at, at, you know, on the spot when you have questions come up from clients that's a really hard thing to do um, and to keep, you know, sustain on a monthly basis as your client base grows uh, from the agency side. And so, you know, with Dash, we actually have built some tables that when you connect, they already have your monthly numbers aggregated right away. So when oh, wow. you connect into the single table, you have all of your sellers, all of your merchants, sellers, vendors available to you uh, across all your months historical record that is kept forever and ever. Um, and you can tap into that and basically just build your report on the fly. Um, that data is continuously updated and refreshed. And like I said, um, you know, even when you're just trying to answer a simple question that a client might lob at you or that you're trying to understand internally, you know, really, really hard to do that if you have to go pull a manual report, update a pivot table, uh, make sure that you're looking at the right stuff. You know, with the Dash Data Master and the GUI that we built through our platform, you can go self-serve on that. There's, there's nothing that you have to do manually and your data is right there and you know that it's updated and refreshed um, and that you're looking at the, the most relevant stuff. And I think that's, those are a couple of the biggest advantages. Yeah. Yeah. So just so maybe some people are a little bit clearer. So it, let's say I'm an agency. I've, I've got, let's say 50 clients underneath me. I would come to you. I would basically ask you about the different services, see which ones that fit in my company. Now, do you find that most of the agencies, are they reselling it or are they offering it as a package or, you know, kind of like how are they on the agency side using your guys' software to either do value add or are they, you know, or is it all a cart? Yeah, it's, I think it's more value add if, if we had to categorize it that way in the sense that, you know, the agencies are really just struggling to be able to grow and scale. So if you hit, you know, if you hit a 50 client roster, and you're manually updating your reports for every single client, you're probably spending north of 100 hours on reporting every single yeah. month, which is, is, is literally unsustainable, right? And so when you come to Dash and we say, hey, we'll, we'll tap into the API for all of your Amazon accounts. All you have to do is log in with Amazon with literally the, the credentials that you use to log in with Amazon. We get access to the API for you, start pulling that data immediately. And that database is going to be ready for you the second that you connect to Dash. And, and you have literally just cut out 100 hours of work for that 50 client roster. And that's probably on the light side, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, and that just, you know, to answer the question, I think it's just without that service, um, you know, you're, you're really hamstringing your ability to grow uh, the agency and your yeah. client roster. No, it sounds like, it. I mean, it saves the agencies money. You know, not that we want anybody to lose their job, but I mean, you know, you got to streamline things, right? I mean, you got to look at your bottom line, you're competing against other agencies out there. So absolutely, that just makes sense. Uh, just out of curiosity, what, what's one of the, I don't know, give me like the top report or uh, download that most people request. Like, you know, I'm sure there's one that they request more than others. As far as, you know, what the agency needs or yeah, what? Yeah, what, what, what do most of the agency, what's their, when they come to you, there's probably one or a couple of reports that they want to get the most, right? That's usually ones like sure. is a P and L statement at the end of the month. Is it a, you know, uh, yeah. what their sales were, what, you know, there's gotta be something like that, right? 
Well, and this is customizable to, yeah. to the clients, obviously. But I think the primary question that they come to us with is like, can you, can you literally tap into all of our accounts at once so we can see them all in view, right? Ah. Because every time you want to go pull reports, you have to log into every single uh, account on Amazon. So you got to go do the merchant selector, right? Go in, grab that okay. one, go get your reports. We eliminate the need for all that. And in our platform, you have a dashboard that literally has all of your merchants in a single view so that you can see what's going on. And then, you know, the pain and anguish that occurs is, is kind of what we've been talking about to this point, right? It's just, yeah. uh, I have this problem. Nobody, like, I don't have somebody technically internally to build this database for me, which by the way, is really expensive. And then you also have to maintain it for all of the API updates that Amazon rolls out on a monthly basis. Yeah which is what we do for folks, right? Um, so as far as like what data do they need or what do they most request, it's all of your advertising, ad sales, uh, spend, ACoS, at least at the aggregate level. But by the way, we have them all the way down to the search term and ASIN level. So when you are ready to go do the analytics beyond the reporting element of what you're trying to deliver, it's there and ready for you, which we haven't talked about the rest of the platform yet, but that's basically what the- That's where we're heading next. So, I mean, not to get, get too much into, you know, reports and stuff, but, uh, you know, we wanted to start there. So yeah. we, that's your most, that's the reason most of the agencies come to you is, is specifically for reports right now, but mm-hmm. Dash does more than that. So let's, let's kind of go over, we can go one by one. What's mm-hmm. like the next uh, thing that most agencies are going to request from you guys? Yeah. As far as application wise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the request comes for data first because reporting is always the first thing you have to deliver for your clients. You literally can't have clients without reporting. Right. And so that that's the clear and obvious ask. And then from there, um, you know, that's the reason we've launched with data. But we also realized, you know, and we kind of actually did it a little bit backwards in, in hindsight now, but we actually built the analytics platform first before we built out our, our data subscription. So we realized that, you know, when you have an, an advertising platform that and an analytics platform that's helping you kind of as a decision support system to manage your accounts on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, uh, you know, those platforms require your data. Yeah. And you are not getting access to that data, but you have the need for it. So we realized, you know, we want to enable agencies to be able to have all of their data because we're using it in the platform and they shouldn't have to pay for it twice, right? Like that's, that was a pretty obvious thing to us and was also the pain that we experienced on the agency side when we were in that world. And so, you know, the next ask that came was, well, uh, I have to go prove to my client every single month or biweekly the value that I provide to them okay, well, how can we facilitate that narrative? And so we actually have a couple things in the platform that are we're really excited about because I think they're pretty novel within the space. One of the core engines to the platform is called the, the bridge. Um, and what we've been able to do, it's actually a financial concept that came out of some of our co-founders' backgrounds. Um, but basically the idea is, you know, in any given time period, can you explain what drove change in the advertising performance? Yeah. We've actually built an engine that down to the very my, most minute attribute is able, to, is able to explain that contribution to the change month over month. What that enables you to do is number one, you know immediately what has changed and in what direction. Uh, secondly, you also know what caused it. And third, what that allows you to, to do is build the narrative and the conversation that you have with your client. And it is, the we did this in Excel 
and the reason we built it into software is because we couldn't we could not execute it uh, in a, a BI tool. We tried in Tableau, we tried in Power BI, we couldn't get to this bridge that we really needed to be able to explain change. And so we built it in the software. That's actually what we built first. Um, and there's a bunch of other things that we can get into, but this core engine, the bridging engine, you know, is unique in the sense that it, there is no question that you cannot answer with data. And I think that was really, really powerful us for, for us when we were working with our clients on the agency side, because from there, there's there, when you really have transparency into the data, there's no question about what's happening and who's doing what and what strategy is being enacted because there's nowhere to hide, right? You want to have the data as transparently uh, proposed as possible, right? Because from there, now it's just conversation of strategy. Um, you're able to say like, well, you know, CPC went up by 20% across these certain keywords. Do we want to keep driving marketing investment to those because we have this initiative to drive organic ranking on those particular head terms, maybe we'll call them, um, even though the ACOS is out of line of what we want the overall portfolio to achieve. You know exactly what those CPCs are down on those keyword components without having to say, well, I, I think CPC went up. Do you want to pull back? But you can actually isolate that and say, it's these head terms that are really important to us. And at the cost of ACOS, we can continue investing in those keywords. Yeah. I mean, as a store owner, if I hired an agency, I mean, former store owner, but you yeah. know, if I hired an agency, that's what I would expect. I would expect monthly reports showing me, you know, where, where is the money going? Where am I putting this money? Where can I add more money to yeah. create that more fire to get more money back? Right. You want your ROI. I mean, yep. and you guys are providing a way to go in there and basically break that down and hand it to their customer and say, here, you know, here's a report showing where you're making money, where maybe you're struggling, you know, where we're trying to help or where it's, you know, succeeding. Because I mean, I, I've in the past, I've hired SEO people, I've hired PPC people. I mean, I've done a lot of that stuff. And a lot of times it was like, Hey, I'm, you know, here's a thousand dollars a month. Uh, what am I getting? Yeah. I mean, I think my sales are up, but show me something on paper. I mean, you want that validation, you know, and, and I, I'm, that's what I'm hearing from you is you guys are able to give that validation, whether it's going up or down. And, and that, I think that's huge because, you know, being able to go back to a client and show them, you know, here's where your money's going or, you know, here's what we're doing and here's how you're now making more money or we need to improve. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great thing. So yeah. I, re it, I really it, like that. It's both for the internal conversation as you are working on strategy with your coworkers in the agency, you know, and yeah. trying to achieve results for your clients, but it's also for that external conversation, right? Yeah. To the point of date, with data transparency becomes validity, right? I, I truly believe that. I mean, in the sense that when you say, you know, we want to, we have, what did you do for me this month? You know, we have certain initiatives that we're going to align strategy to. And if the data is telling us that we're not aligning to those strategies, we can course correct, right? And, and without that transparency down to the lowest level, you will not be able to do that. And we just needed that. We needed the ability and that we needed to be empowered to be able to have the data down to the lowest level, but also show the relative contribution to the change as how it was occurring across periods, whether it was month over month, week over week, you know, quarter over quarter, uh, to be able to say, yes, we are executing this strategy and say it confidently uh, mm -hmm. without having to kind of, you know, obscure the details of what's happening in the accounts. And 
I think a, a, an important note too is it's, it is not solely confined to return, right? Yeah. Because, and the agency side, it, you know, the value that you provide is the business acumen and the understanding of strategy that you can then go deploy well beyond what maybe, you know, an automated platform could achieve for you. So said another way, like the goal of the agency isn't to say, well, here's the A cause and I'm just going to turn on an automation tool and we're going to hit that A cause, right? Number one, because that often doesn't work and we can get into all the reasons of why that doesn't work. But number two, because that's not the value you provide. The value you provide is by managing to other objectives like new product launches, gaining awareness, growing market share, uh, improving organic ranking on really important terms for your category, right? And that doesn't always align with just hitting a singular ACOS. So, and this is kind of back to the point, which is when you have objectives that are not just hit this ACOS, they often will affect the overall ACOS of the account of the portfolio, right? So if you're not able to explain like here was the contribution of those objectives down to the campaign ad group keyword level to the overall ACOS, you're not having an informed conversation about, about how you're achieving each of those objectives that are within your stack of, of initiatives, right? Because ACOS ain't all of it. And we, and we know that from the agency side, because if, if the brands just wanted that, they could do that with a platform. And, and that's, not, that's ultimately not the value prop of the agency, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm going to steer just a little different because we get a lot of listeners that are Amazon sellers. They're probably, you know, possibly not using an agency. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things Sam's talking about is let's say you're just getting started and everybody should be doing it. If you run or own a business, you should be looking at the numbers. You should be looking at your numbers and you should be seeing where can I make adjustments or where do I need to add a little more money or where can I make changes? I mean, being I do the marketing for Feedback Wiz, I'm looking at numbers a good chunk of my day. I'm looking at, you know, Facebook ads. I'm looking at what creatives do we need, AdWords, you know, we're looking at all, you know, what do I need to get done, blog articles, all that stuff. And we're looking at not just the content, but what are they doing? How many people are they driving to us? What is our ROI? And then you got to also kind of, the flip side of that is you got to also understand that some of these things are instant. Like you, you know, yeah, you might get lucky and put up a video and it goes viral first thing. But the reality is, you know, even this video that we're going to put up, right, it's going to go on YouTube. We'll probably see a surge and then it'll take time for people to catch on to it and start watching it. I mean, that's just, that's just the reality of it. Same with ads, uh, display ads, right? Like I, I read this article that talked about display ads and, gosh, now I can't remember the exact time, but like it, how many times it took of somebody seeing that display ad before yeah. they would react to it, right? Usually five to seven, right? Yeah, or, five to seven. Or, and, or, and there was, and they actually a person went through the whole process of what it's like. Uh, it was actually John Lawson. That, uh, he did a whole video on here, stage one, uh, you know, it's kind of a blur. You don't really see it, you know? And I don't remember exactly how he did it, but I'm having John on actually in a couple months. Cool. So, Very cool. uh, yeah. but anyways, it, it's kind of that same process. You got to understand that when you're doing ads or advertising or paper click or a new product, mm -hmm. it takes time, right? And yeah, you'll get lucky and some of these things will shoot through the roof, but it takes a little time. Yeah. I'm, and I, I could talk about this particular topic probably all day long because we, we often, when we were on the agency side, got the question directly from brands like, you know, what, how should I think about this platform? Basically, yeah. you know, 
we'll take, I'll, I'll take one angle with this right now, which is, sure. you know, one of the things that brands, I think, relative to agencies have the mindset for. And so for all the brands out there, and you know, if, I, if I'm speaking out of turn, I'll get corrected, I'm sure in the comments, but- They're running a business, they should be a brand, so- if, yeah, 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 and I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to assume anything for how the brands approach the platform, of yeah. course, but you know, when you come from the brand side and you're not engaging an agency to do a particular thing like advertising or marketing, you are more primarily driven by the bottom line, by the profit margins that you achieve yeah. on Amazon. And what that causes is most of your strategic objectives all funnel back to uh, the, the break-even, the profit margin number, right? And then that always informs the conversation about what you're able to do strategically, which is, here, here's the thing I would like to dispel, is when you think about, it's funny because I have this conversation very often, uh, but when you think about what kind of marketing you return, you would yeah. want to get on an ad dollar, right? And you say, okay, let's, for hypothetically speaking, I've got a $20 product and my margin is, let's just say 50% before any of the Amazon fees. Amazon fees get taken out. Now I'm at about 35, 30%. So you've got to be, and then, oh, by the way, I have some other, you know, shipping and I have damage and I have some other things that I'm going to take out of it. So now I'm down to a 10% margin. So you go to your agency or you, or you go to your internal team and you say, okay, all of our advertising dollars have to be at a 9% or better ACoS. Meaning yeah. I only have 9% on every single product of margin to give up. And that's all I have available for marketing. Okay. Totally okay. Because cash is king. And I understand that cash flow literally should drive everything because you're thinking about a whole lot of things that, that are dependent on your cash flow, right? Here's the fallacy is that often with Amazon, when you look at that one-time acquisition, and there are, a lot of, there are a lot of fallacies, but when you look at the one-time acquisition, you say, well, that wasn't a 9% ACoS. Like, okay, so I, sent, I spent nine cents on the dollar to acquire this customer who, by the way, is gonna come back to us five times. Yeah. And their lifetime value is $100, not 20, right? Now all of a sudden, that was a much smaller percent of the total. Yeah. Uh, and your cost per acquisition over the lifetime value is, is looking a whole lot better, right? Especially for a customer that you won and that you know you won away from your competitors because it was on a brand agnostic search, right? Yeah. Now, there's the lifetime value consideration, which I think is really, really a conversation that gets, uh, it, it just does not happen as often or as prevalently as it should. Secondly, every time you get a conversion, especially on a non-brand keyword in Amazon, in advertising or otherwise, you are informing the A9 algorithm. And we all know that Amazon is a search engine. Yep. And the whole game is to be visible uh, in the search engine without having to pay for it. Advertising levels the playing field in that sense because you get to pay for some of those spots in, in visibility. Well, every time you get a conversion, whether that's your 9% ACoS or, any, or otherwise, you're informing your ranking and the algorithm that's actually going to improve over time as well. Yeah. So when you are limiting your advertising and marketing dollars to a particular ACoS, you're probably missing out on opportunity to gain market share and new customers that are going to be more profitable for you over time. Yeah. That's kind of in a nutshell, like one of the fallacies that I think in brand situations when Amazon is managed internally often gets a little askew because 
profit margins are much more of the driving factor of strategy. So if you disagree with Sam, leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Here's his direct cell phone. No. Yeah, absolutely. Put me you on know, that. It, it's, it's, it, you've been in this world a long time. It's obviously your opinion and people are going to differ and some are going to agree and some won't. That's just, that's just the way it is. I think it's great information. And I mean, speaking of the A9 algorithm, I'm going to throw a little plug in. Feedback Wiz did a blog article about the A9 algorithm that actually is doing really well out there. Uh, it has a lot of real detailed information. We, we try to update it when things change or we get more information. So a uh, quick plug there. So for our blog, but yeah, I mean, uh, Sam's got some great information. We, we're, we could go really deep and talk about a lot of yeah. pretty detailed stuff, but we don't want to bore you. So Sam, tell them what other applications you guys do, just kind of high level over all of them. Tell them kind of, you know, what service you guys offer and stuff like that. Yeah, so I mean, we're primarily a software company, right? We want to build the applications that we wish we would have had when we were on the agency side, starting with Dash Data and Data Master to be able to self-serve on your data, build scalable reporting on top of it. With that, the rest of our platforms, so we have Dash Data and we have Dash Amazon. Um, I mentioned the bridging engine, which is a huge core component of our analytics. But we also started knocking out some of the things that we wish we would have had across accounts uh, when we were managing advertising as well, which includes things like setting a, a budget and an ACOS goal, and then actually showing that in context to pacing. So one of the differences for agencies, it's they often have a monthly budget that they're trying to hit. We wanted to enable pacing, uh, you know, in the conventional sense of like, okay, how am I pacing relative to that budget, both from an ACOS as well as a spend level? That's kind of like first order, and then you can set other goals on top of that. Um, you know, we also enable some things like campaign budget balancing so that you can allocate spend to the right campaigns relative to kind of how we were talking about those objectives and rebalance your portfolio and see how that actually on a go forward basis, how that's going to affect your return. So we actually allow, we give you that worksheet to be able to do. Um, we also have some workouts that we enable optimization. So when you're looking for uh, negation opportunities in advertising, or you're looking for potential keywords that you can target at a, you know, at a better rate. Um, we have filters on your data down to the search term level so that you can immediately see the things that are good candidates for negation, good candidates to promote into, you know, better match types or, or invest more spend into. Um, and we call those the workouts. And then, you know, now, so that's kind of the core of the analytics. Um, we're actually, you know, we're continuously develop, continuously developing the platform. We're very early. So we, you know, like I said, we're launching with the data product. We actually, in the next couple of weeks, have a keyword bid tool coming out um, so that you actually can manage, you know, your accounts directly from the uh, Dash platform. Uh, so we're starting to move into the ability to actually take those insights that we're able to surface through some of the bridging engines and some of the functionality that we have in the platform and actually then go take action on those, um, you know, through, through our platform. So we're moving into that space. It's, it's, um, it's still, you know, a couple weeks, couple months off before we'll be fully fledged. But right now, if you sign up for data, we're basically giving our, our analytics and management platform away for free um, because we want to get really good beta partners in that, that are help. They're going to help basically inform our roadmap and, uh, you know, help us build a really useful tool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I'm basically hearing if I'm starting an agency, robazonagency.com. So yeah. not yet. Just kidding. Uh, no, I mean, it sounds like you guys are doing almost all the work for them. I mean, I'm just going to be real here. It, it, you got the tools you're offering 
are pretty much handling a lot of the stuff that you know these agencies either had to manually do or they had to bit and piece from different uh, you know different vendors to put together or try to create it themselves. So I mean that's that's awesome. So I got to ask. Uh, how did you kind of get started by prior going to Dash and getting that whole thing started? What's sort of your background? Where'd you come from? Yeah, we, I, I've mentioned a couple times when we were on the agency side, you know, and that's kind of our origin story uh, on Dash applications. So I met my business partner, Todd Vanderselt, about three or four years ago now. Um, yeah, out here in Colorado and, and we got to talking and he had just actually exited from Amazon. Uh, he was pretty high up there in, in Seattle at headquarters and, you know, he was really looking to plug in and, you know, basically take all his expertise and help people kind of figure out and navigate the space. And the most direct path for that was, was from the agency or the managed services side, because, you know, there was a whole ton of brands out there that didn't know what to do with this Amazon channel and they didn't really have anywhere to go to get help. Um, and so he was early with one of our other partners at Dash, Alex Herndon, uh, at an agency called Amplio out of Boulder. Um, and they, you know, at that time, we, we were some of the early ones, you know, in, in the Amazon game. And uh, we built up a managed services division there. Um, they, Alex and Todd exited from that business. And then we actually went and built another division in, a, in an advertising agency called Booyah out of Denver. Um, and they were, you know, that, that was an opportunity for us to go plug into a different model where they were conventional, like paid media, digital agency, and then really wanted to kind of figure out this Amazon component because they had a ton of skills on the digital advertising side. And it was, you know, it was, it was not a far leap to say that those could translate over to advertising in Amazon, which was true. Um, you know, and through all of that time, we always kind of had it in the back of our minds that we wanted to build software for this space because there were just so many inefficiencies and so many hurdles that we ran into as we were trying to build these agencies, right? Like, yeah. uh, we, we mentioned the reporting thing, you know, at a bare minimum, that's, that was one of the issues, but, you know, so through those experiences, you know, we really kind of just felt the pain and anguish of trying to build the agency and, and Dash applications really came together to try to solve those issues. And, and that's, you'll see that manifest in our, in our products that we're coming out with. So, so just so I was clear, when, when did you come on board? Which one of those agencies? Yeah, so I was, uh, I was at both the agency in Boulder as well as uh, the one in Denver, kind of helping build both those divisions. And then, you know, went to Dash full time. Uh, I guess I've been there for over a year and we're all partners in the business. So it's been, um, you know, we've, we've kind of all been working on it for the last three, four years. It was just, we really took the leap to kind of dive in and get a product to market over this last about year and a half. Yeah. Um, so what, what's your background then? Software, data analytics, what, what's your uh, background to this? So I'm a, I'm a CPA by trade, actually, <laughs> okay. uh, which, you know, I was never a good one. Um, that was just where I started. And uh, no, I, I started in accounting and Todd has a finance background as well. And, and so we, you know, I went through kind of the whole accounting exodus. And, and then I was I got into this uh, startup space out in New York City. I was out there for about a year and a half helping raise money for a platform and got really interested in just, you know, we were on kind of the operations and sales side, but I was watching, you know, the developers kind of create this thing in yeah. real time. And I really wanted to be a part of that. And so I went and did a, a coding boot camp just to kind of get my feet wet and, and understand like, you know, how the, how the whole thing worked. And, 
you know, at that time, then came out to Colorado and that's about when I met Todd and it was always kind of with the intention that we would, you know, I wanted to go build software and we just didn't really know what it was yet um, until we tried to build the agencies and realized like, whoa, this is a really good use case for software because we're finding ourselves doing the same things over and over um, yeah. really painfully. And, and again, yeah, that's, that's how it kind of all came together. That's awesome. So uh, we're, uh, you've, you've already touched a little bit on the beta and stuff, but kind of just elaborate a little more, you know, where's Dash uh, applications going next? What tools are you working on? What can you kind of tell us that's coming up? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like spill the beans on anything. Too sure. Much. You can oh, come on. Exclusive we're, podcast. We're exclusive. Way too early. We're way too early. Hot take. But uh, no, I mean, we Here, scoot over let everybody see your whiteboard behind yeah, us. Stuff back there. Uh, just the, you know, mind uh, scribblings, but uh, we, you know, like I mentioned, we're really trying to go to market with our Dash Data product because we've just, we see the most apparent need for that initially. Sure. Um, so we'll have that ready in, in Q1 for open beta. Um, we call it beta because there's always some bugs to work out. We're not doing a full public release yet, but, um, and, and the reason it will be in beta for some time is because uh, with Dash Data, you also get the Dash Amazon platform. And we, and we really want to build that platform hand in hand with our partners um, that come on for the data side. And so, you know, next kind of couple months look like refining the platform and then getting that into, into a place where we can launch with the true analytics and management capabilities. Um, we also have another side of the business, which I haven't talked about a ton yet. You mentioned at the top of the call that, you know, I'm, I'm on the Amazon side of, of Dash applications. We also have uh, a couple folks on the other side of our dash planning business, um, which kind of similar to our story of going through the agency kind of evolution and then experience the painting anguish. Uh, you know, they went through the same thing for ERP and inventory management systems huh. um, and actually implementing those, you know, related to NetSuite and a couple of the other technology stacks that a lot of other people would recognize and so where that comes together for Dash is we're actually now tapping into the MWS data uh, out of Amazon APIs as well to get orders and um, to build an open to buy tool that actually helps inform retail teams about the, the cash that's available to buy inventory related to a forecast that we're going to build in between. Um, so basically what we'll be able to do is connect your inventory management um, to your Amazon and marketing investment. And the connection there is both the operations data as well as the forecast that is going to help inform each side of those. So trying to get there, you know, pretty quickly, obviously everything takes a little bit more time than you think it's going to. Obviously. But I think what would be really ideal is that we would be able to offer the MWS data in the same way that we are able to uh, offer the advertising data so that you can enrich your reporting with sales and inventory as well. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously any agencies that are listening or people that want to become an agency, why don't you let them know how, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah. Make sure you plug the website. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, too, I, I do want to, I, I would be remiss not to mention that, you know, this is actually, this, this works really well for brands too. You know, okay. We, yeah. Yeah. I, we I have brands, they, we have brands that come to us. Number one, First of all, because it's super economically priced, but we start at 300 bucks, I think, for up to $50,000 in managed spend um, wow. in the advertising API. So that's, if you look out at the pricing, that's really, really competitive. Yeah, that is. Um, the reason is, is because we want people to have access to that. You know, what we do in value add in the software afterward, that's, that's a whole nother conversation, right? Yeah. Um, but basically for brands, you know, 
number one, they have reporting needs as well internally for their internal stakeholders. But also the brands are really cool because they they'll ask different questions, you know. So when they're managing their accounts internally, they have different pressures than the agency has. You know, they are probably more of the, the mad scientists that are going in and want to know every single minute detail about performance within their account because they own that. You know, I mean, they're yeah. so much closer to the source. And so, you know, the bridging engine that I described and some of the other functionality in the platform, we actually find that brands, uh, you know, will request that bridge report almost on a daily or weekly basis because they want to know exactly what's driving change. And they don't have a filter. They don't have anybody else to answer to. They just want it because that's their job, right? Um, so needless to say, it also works really well for brands. And we think it's, you know, we think that um, for anybody that's looking to get their Amazon data incorporated into the rest of their into the rest of their reporting, a really easy solution just to plug into a Dash database. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, so yeah, give a plug. Uh, you know, how do they get a hold of you? The website? Sir, website is dashapplications.com. Um, I'm sam.hager, H-A-G-E-R at dashapplications.com. Uh, you know, I'm all over LinkedIn. I try to share yep. some content every once in a while with Robbie and, and, and just, you know, trying to help. One of my main things is I really just try to give information that you know hopefully is not misleading in any way because i think there's a lot of bad information out there on amazon in particular you know yeah. if you're going to conferences and you're hearing things unless they're literally from amazon experts you're often going to get some some bad information and, and one of those things is like uh amazon's advertising is expensive because there's not a, there's not as much inventory and you're like relative to like where else are you getting exactly. an x return yeah. like i don't know but you yeah. know that's me so yeah. i mean it's just you got to watch out for little things and so yeah if you want to get in touch with me feel free to uh connect with me on linkedin i'm, I'm really active there and, and i'll respond pretty quickly so um that's where i like to have good conversations as well awesome well sam thanks for being on the podcast i really appreciate it Anybody who has any comments i mean feel free to send them to myself or sam uh, if you're watching the video Feel free to you know put it in the comments below, and if I can't answer it, I'll uh, message Sam and get an answer to it. But uh, great having you on; I really appreciate it. Help me kick off uh, the first podcast of season two of 2020. So thanks for being on, Sam. I really appreciate it. Honored to do it, Rob. Thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll look for the comments. We'll see how they come. Thanks for joining us this week on the Ecom Wiz Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, FeedbackWiz.com. Be sure to use coupon code POD50 for 50% off your first paid month with FeedbackWiz. Again, the code is POD50. Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Join us next week for more great tips to help Amazon sellers dominate the marketplace.